just never know what to say. Just feel like a wet blanket, you know what I mean? Just middle of a concert, and I'm like, no music, no anything, just me up here wondering why Darwin got all the talent and I didn't, you know, just God was giving out talent and uh, Darwin took too much. And so, you know, you know, you just, you love people, but you kind of hate them too. Yeah. So I'm talking about the power of love to get over the, the power of hatefulness in my heart. The Bible says do not envy, but it's really tough. I'm gonna be down here in front with our prayer team at the close of service repenting for all of my jealousy and insecurity and envy. Uh, what a great uh, performance by our team here. The power, the power of love. Uh, and if you don't like to have fun in church, thank you for coming. We'll see you in heaven. Um, power of love. For, for God so loved the world that he, he gave his one and only son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal or everlasting life. For God so loved the world. Today we're talking about the, the power of love, but to be very clear, real love is different than a lot of times what we settle for on this earth. The power of love. Some lyrics, you don't need money, it don't take fame. Don't need a credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the, the power of love. Real, authentic love. We're gonna talk about that today. I got four things that I wanna give you about real love. But I thought uh, on Songfest finale, you know, last couple weeks have been a little harsh, talked a lot about repentance, a lot about removing you from the center of life. Come on, last week we talked about that you and I, we were the problem. <laughs> so I thought we'd have a little fun today. It's okay to have a little fun today. And, and we're talking about, about love. And what I wanna do is, is talk to you about for a moment, what, what love is not, the crazy things that love will make us do. And I have literally gone to the vault, to the safe, and got the cheesiest dad joke pickup lines in the world. And they're cringeworthy, they, they really are. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, they're bad. But, uh, but it's gonna be a great uh, opener uh, for the message. We're gonna connect, we're gonna uh, hopefully laugh together. You're probably gonna laugh at me and not with me, and that's okay. Uh, some of you never laughed in church before. You're a miserable person, and so we're... Here's some pickup lines talking about love today. What love is not. Love is, is not just a feeling. Love is not just flirtatious. Love is not what the world has described it. Love is, is not these pickup lines. It's, here, here we go. If there, if there wasn't gravity on earth, I'd, I'd still fall for you. Mm. That'll get you, you know. That'll get you. I'm no photographer, but, but I can picture you and me together. <laughs> if I were a transplant surgeon, I'd, I'd give you my heart. Yeah, that one got some of you, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me when it comes to the dating game. You know, a, a, a guy's pursuing a, a girl, and uh, a, two different guys can say the same thing and be received totally different, right? It's a tough game out there, right, guys? Like, you're like, oh, I like him because he's confident and he's, he's intentional and he keeps pursuing me. And if the guy's not attractive, you're like, he's a stalker, I'm calling the police. Same thing. <laughs> Same text, same pickup line, like, no, he's creepy. Like, oh, that was so cute. We don't, we have no idea what to do. And just if you're single in here, guys, just so you know, when you get married, you still have no idea what to do. You'll do the same thing, but it had a different tone, and you don't know I'm off subject. 
If I could, if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. <laughs> Are you from Starbucks? Because I like you a latte. <laughs> Is your name Wi-Fi? Because I'm really starting to feel a connection. If I were a cat, baby, I'd spend all nine lives with you. Mm. Here's one. Do you believe in first sight? Or should I, should I walk back by again? <laughs> Here's the last one. You look familiar. Did we take a class together? I think it was called chemistry. <laughs> we play our cards right and get married. Could turn into anatomy and physiology. You know what I mean? That's... That's the line. That is the line. I said married. <laughs> Completely fine. Love makes us do stupid things. You ever seen somebody with a, a tattoo of somebody's name that's not their spouse because they made a mistake earlier on in life? You know what I mean? If you're in here, don't raise your hand. Love will make you do stupid things. I, Gabby and I dated long distance, and, and she was on the Pacific uh, coast in, in Orange County, and so we were up late at night talking a, a lot, and there's some stupid things like staying up till 1 a.m. just to talk. Like, there's, what are we talking about after two or three hours? You know, when you're dating, you're like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, I miss you so much. No, I'll keep talking. I'm not tired. You're tired, and you're just like asleep on the phone. Love will make you do really really dumb things, make you do new things and crazy things. And there's power in, in love. I want to be very clear as we talk about love today that I'm talking about a biblical type of real love. And in the Bible, there's four different types. What we're going to talk about today is just one. There's philea, brotherly love, which is uh, friendship and camaraderie, how we do life in the body of Christ, uh, erosensual or romantic love. Storge is familial love. What we're talking about today is the agape love. For God so loved the world. That's an unconditional or a sacrificial love. That there is a love that you and I can have access to that only comes from a relationship with God through his son, Jesus, that is an agape love type of love. I want to go to John 3, verse 16 through 21 today, just for some context about what God did uh, when sending Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. For God so loved the world, or he loved it so much in this translation, that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him, that Jesus entered the scene, he entered humanity to bridge the gap between you and I, an unholy people, and a holy God, that without his life, his death, and his resurrection, there, there is no way in which we could be in a relationship with God the Father. Verse 18, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants, that Jesus enters the scene and he basically exposes things. He divides truth from, from lies. He divides life from death. And those that, all of us have a choice to make, those that choose Jesus, we are saved. Those that reject 
Jesus, our, our judge, the power of love entered the scene and gave you and I a choice. What is that love? I got four things that I wanna talk about. The power of love today, real love is this. Write this down. Real love is sacrificial. Real love is sacrificial. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That Real love demonstrated requires a sacrifice. If you've ever been in a real relationship with somebody, you know that there's sacrifice required for a healthy relationship. Come on, you have to sacrifice some selfishness. You have to sacrifice time. You have to sacrifice maybe your own personal agenda to be in a healthy relationship. When Jesus entered the scene, there was a sacrifice that was demanded. His body, his blood shed for you and for me. Not that he deserved it, but that you and I deserved it. And God the Father and Jesus walking it out demonstrated real love is sacrificial. Real love is gonna cost you something. It's going to be an investment into something or to someone. Real love is sacrificial. It is, it is giving. It is generous. We were at 21 days of prayer uh, this week, and, and Dr. Hunter was, was teaching on this, this idea of love. And, and I think oftentimes, oftentimes when we talk about giving ourselves and sacrificial love, I don't know if you're like me, but, but I thought that maybe if I, if I gave too much away, I would run short. Anybody else like, I, I've, I will run out of love to give. I'm created to love God and to love people. I, I need to pick and choose who I love and who I invest in because I'll run out. And he was teaching one of the mornings this week in 21 Days of Prayer that if our source of true love is God and God is an infinite source, then not only will we never run out of being filled up with God's love, we can never run out of giving God's love. So we don't have to be stingy. We don't have to say, I can't afford it or I'm gonna run out of grace and mercy and love. No, 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 no. If you've received it from an infinite source and God is love, when we're connected to that source, we will never run out of loving people well, but real love will always cost you something. We say all the time that salvation and the gospels are free, but discipleship is costly. Like if we decide to really follow Jesus, we're gonna have to give up some things and it's gonna be passion and it's gonna give us the strength and the grace to do it, but like, hey, if we're gonna love somebody, we're gonna give them some time. That's gonna cost us some of our own time. If we love someone or something, we're gonna give of our resources and that's gonna be less for, for us selfishly because it's gonna require an investment. It's gonna require us to invest and release some of our agenda, some of our motives, some of our plans. Real love is, is sacrificial. It's gonna cost us something. It's an investment. It's a commitment. I wanna make sure you're aware of something happening here just a little time out in the message, I mentioned Dr. Hunter. Dr. Hunter and several of our pastors were starting back action ministry training tonight here uh, at Winter Park. And so we have 13 weeks, I believe, uh, several of those taught by Dr. Hunter, several of those taught by staff pastors here, really diving into this idea of loving people well, and talking about culture, talking about really all of the hot button issues, and then looking at what the Bible says from a theological perspective of how we love people well and treat people and respond to certain things. I promise you that you're gonna get some of the questions that you've been wrestling with with society answered here, challenged, and a lot of you could be your next step in your discipleship journey here. Love is 
sacrificial. Here's the next one. Love is a choice. Love is a choice. Real love is a choice. Philippians 2, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We could just talk on that for the rest of the day, by the way. If we, if we just approached all relationships with the mind of Christ, our, our life would be better, our relationships would be better. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. He, he made a choice by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Another choice. He could have been exalted on earth. He was God, the second part of the Trinity, but he humbled himself. He made a choice because what was needed was sacrifice. What was needed was a substitution. What was needed was for him to come as a servant, not as a conquering king. He came the first time as a servant. He will come back as a conquering king, but he made a choice because you and I were on the line. He became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Real love is a choice. When that other famous old song, Hooked on a Feeling, come on. I'm hooked on a feeling. It's a seven out of 10, it's a seven, solid seven, 6.8 maybe. Hooked on a feeling. Too many of us have settled for a feeling when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our relationships with our spouse, with our kids, with our friends, with our family, even with our God, and feeling-based love is not real love. Real love is a choice. Real love is a commitment. Real love is a covenant. Falling in love is a fantasy and a counterfeit of this world, because if you can fall into love, you can fall out of love. And if you've been in relationships for any length of time, you realize you will fall in and you will fall out. But if it was a choice, then we are not dictated or mandated or following our feelings. It's why a lot of us in our spiritual immaturity struggle with our relationship with God because we say things like, you know, it just doesn't feel the same. Well, it's not a feeling. I don't think Jesus felt like dying for you. In fact, I know it. Father, if it be your will, if there's any way possible, please take this cup from me. He was begging not to do it. But his commitment and his agape love and the power of love, because it's a choice, superseded his feelings. How much better would our relationship with God be? How much better would our relationship with people be if we allowed our choices and our commitment to supersede our feelings? Love is more than a feeling. Jesus loved you so much that he chose death. There's no way he felt like going to that cross. There's no way he felt like staying on that cross, but he made a choice that you are more important than his feelings. You were more important. Your eternity was more important than his temporary feelings. What if we made that decision in our homes, in our families, in our approach to a lost and dying world that I care more about your eternity than my current feelings? We're so feelings-based. And feelings are great indicators, but they're terrible leaders in our life. Love is more than a feeling. It's, it's a choice. Write this down. Real love is tough love. Real love is tough love. It's corrective. It's challenging. Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Come on, how many of you know you, you need people in your life to tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear? 
right? You need people that are, that are loving you, not lying to you. Come on, somebody. Listen, there's times where I says, how do I look in this outfit? It is a trap. <laughs> but you could say, great, but now y'all both going to be embarrassed when you go out. Let me help you. What, what else were you thinking? What was your backup? Have you checked the weather? I think it's going to be way too cold for that outfit. Let's, what about something else? You can't walk out of here in that. I can't say that directly, but I need to roundabout get the point that we need to change. We got people in our life that tells you that your zipper's down, that there's something in your teeth, that your hair's messed up, that you're making poor decisions, that that is not the right person for you, that you can't keep making those same mistakes, that you can't think like that or talk like that. Real love is, is tough love. Wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. Oftentimes, the people always telling you what you want to hear are not even actually your friends. They're actually just kissing you and sucking up to you and complimenting you because they're not actually even for you. Real love is tough love. Come on, I've got some back injuries from a life poorly lived of jumping off cliffs and doing CrossFit and running marathons without training. I've got uh, some herniated disc and L5 and S1 and spinal stenosis, and I'm not telling you that to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you that, that I am, for the rest of my life, going to be in physical therapy. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're in here today and you're an uh, orthopedic surgeon or a chiropractor, I am your best friend. You know, and I am, I am money. Just see dollar signs over me. I will come and see you. And uh, I go about every week to a, a chiropractor and physical therapist, and uh, I get a lot of uh, soft tissue work, scraping. If you've ever been scraped, it is miserable. Have you ever scraped your back or your hamstrings? I'm sweating right now. I mean, you just break out in a sweat. All the stuff that my doctor does to me, and he's like, is it too much? And I'm, you're like, you, you know, you got that. Mm. If you've never felt that before, then you don't. Just stop doing stupid things so you never wind up in physical therapy. But it hurts so much. He's like, do you want me to stop? No, because if I know you, if you hurt me in here, I will hurt less out there. And when it comes to our relationships, real love is like, I know this is gonna hurt, I know this is gonna wound you for a second, but I gotta tell you something or allow the Holy Spirit to convict me of something because God disciplines those that he loves. And if we love people, we'll not only receive the discipline from God and from others, but we'll give that away because in a safe setting, in a, in a chiropractor room, in a physical therapy room, if we're hurting me on purpose, I know it's ultimately gonna be for my healing and therefore it's, it's something for my good and not for my detriment. Too many of us have settled for a feeling or settled for kisses from an enemy and we don't want wounds from a friend. And what I'm telling you is that we need to prioritize their future, not just our current feelings. We say it around action like this, I care more about your future. I care more about your potential in the future more than I care about your, your current view of me, that I will wrestle with the fact that we have some friction because I told you something that you needed to hear, not that you wanted to hear. And I know that may fracture us for a little bit, but it's for your good and for our benefit. We need corrective, tough love. What's the difference between correction and criticism? It's the posture of the heart. It's relationship and the goal. Criticism's goal is to tear down, usually from an insecure place to make others feel better. Correction is not to tear down, it's to build up hey, I've got to constructively break some things, rewire some things, acknowledge some things so that we can make you better. If you are broken, 
like my back is broken. I'm either going to hurt it on purpose so that it heals or I'm gonna do something later that actually hurts me. It's the same with our relationships with people and our relationships with God. Real love is tough love. Some things are gonna hurt, but it's good for you. The presence of pain is not always meaning that the absence of God's presence. Real love is tough love. We need people that will constructively correct us. Here's the last one. Real love transforms. Real love is a choice. Real love is sacrificial. Real love is tough love. Write this last one down. Real love, agape love, love from God, it transforms. Not just spiritually, but practically too. It matters how we treat people. It matters how we love people. It matters that we're in relationship, healthy relationships with people. I'm gonna get to the spiritual side. We're gonna close there, but just practically, I found a couple of articles with, with research that, that love, real love is really the key to life. There was a, an article in the late 80s at, in the New York Times by psychoanalysis John Bowlby. The article showed that, that touch, human touch, has a power of love that is necessary for infants to thrive. It, it researched and studied the unusually high mortality rate of children housed in orphanages after World War II. From that study, we learned that certain brain chemicals are released by, by a loving touch, while others are released, to, totally different ones, from the absence of love and touch. It's thus extremely important for babies to receive love from their parents or from adults around them being carried, cuddled, held, rocked, put to sleep, early attachments impact our ability to learn, to love, and to relate to others. There's, there's power, love gives life, but it also helps us keep living. Another study showed the effects of loneliness versus, versus love. That loneliness is estimated to shorten a person's life by 15 years. That loneliness is more deadly than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. And that people who are lonely are 50% more likely to die at a premature age. Because there's power in, 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 in loving relationships. There's power in connection. There are people around you that we are not the answer. Jesus is the answer, but we are the bridge because we can extend the grace, the love, and the mercy of God. There's power in love. And if you're lonely in here, you don't have relationships in here, we have small groups starting uh, here uh, this semester. We have teams. Do not do life alone. You will never get all that Action Church has for you just coming here on a Sunday, and if you're lonely, if you're in need of somebody to come in and encourage, to correct, come on, to challenge, to empathize, to be there, I just, I just really encourage you to join, join a group, join a team. Don't allow the enemy to isolate you, allow you to live a life of loneliness. Real love transforms, not just practically like we just read about, but spiritually. Spiritually speaking, receiving God's love will change everything in your life. There's nothing like receiving the love of God. In fact, we say all the time, you can't give something away that you don't possess. I, I don't think you can have truly healthy relationships, truly healthy purpose, without receiving God's love. Hear what I'm trying to say. I don't believe we can express real love until we've received real love. Like if God is love, if we have not made that decision to receive the love of God expressed through Jesus, then we can never give it away. What I mean is your marriage will never be what it can be until you receive God's love. 
your parenting, your kids will never be as close as you can be until you receive God's love. Your relationships with the world around you will never be what they can be because outside of receiving God's love, love expressed without being received from God's love will always have an element of selfishness. You don't know me, Pastor. You telling me that I'm loving my family? I'm saying there is a benefit to you for loving people well. But when you receive love from God, there's a security of I am full of God's love. I can never run out of it. Therefore, it's from a place of security, not need. A place of security, not insecurity. That I don't need anything. But the only way you can give away true love is if you received it. And agape, you're not wired for unconditional love. You're not wired for sacrificial love. We have to receive that from God through his son Jesus and then walk it out through the power of the Holy Spirit to give that away to others. How do we love the people better? How, how do we have better marriages? How do we have better families? We put God at the center and we allow him to fill us up and we allow everything else to be bonus. I cannot get all that I need from my wife. I have to get it from God. That's a great bonus but I have to find my fulfillment, my security in receiving God's love so that everybody else's love is just a bonus because I don't need it because I've received all that I need. Your relationships will be healthier. Your purpose will be healthier. Your business will be different because you're operating from a place of I'm secure. I have all that I need. If God chose me in spite of me, if he chose me and extended his grace, everything else is just icing on the cake. It's cherries on top. It's just, I would have clapped there too. Thank you. Three of you. It's like a golf clap. I love golf. I don't love golf claps. It's okay. Let's close with this one more lyric and then one more verse. The power of love makes one man weep and makes another man sing. See, when Jesus, when Jesus entered the scene, the, the good news is, is that we have a chance to be saved. The good news is, is that we, we, we have a chance to be redeemed. The good news is that we have a, a chance to, to do things differently. The, the bad news for some is that when Jesus entered the scene, scene he, he kind of divided the line. The power of love, and when we meet our maker on our day of judgment, the power of love, Jesus coming in and living a perfect life, dying in your place, a sinner's death, being raised to new life, it, it does create this fracture in which there is a good answer and a bad answer. There is a yes and there is a no. And both of those come with eternal consequences. So the power of love, Jesus entering the scene, will make one man or woman weep and another man sing. Because John 3, verse 16 through 21, for those of us who choose Jesus, it's a day of salvation. For those of us who remain in the darkness, it's a day of judgment. The bad news is there's now a dividing line. The good news is you and I have a choice on which side we fall on. Is sending Jesus the greatest act of cruelty or the greatest act of love? You get to decide. He did what he was gonna do, now it's our opportunity to choose. To receive or to reject. To acknowledge our need or to keep running in our own ways.
the power of love. And nothing outside of you choosing to reject Jesus can separate you from God's love. There is nothing on this earth, there is no relationship, there is nothing you've ever done that can separate you from God's love. The only way that you can be separated from God's love is if you choose. You choose to reject it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever, anybody, anybody, anybody. The bad news is it's exclusive on how we get in. It's only through Jesus. The good news is it's inclusive on who's available to get in, and that's everybody. Romans 8, let's close here. Verse 35 to 39. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. That is how you're victorious. How am I victorious in, in my situation? How is my situation going to end? I have no idea the details, but I know the doctrine that is if you will allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, that if you will receive his love, that you will not want or need for anything. So no matter what comes your way, you have a different perspective because you have all that you need in your relationship with Jesus. And I'm convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed through Christ Jesus our Lord. Some of you are walking powerless because you've never received the power of love that only comes through a relationship with Jesus. I want to give that opportunity today to, to receive that. A love that is sacrificial. A love that is a choice. He made the choice to choose you. Now you have the opportunity today to make the choice to choose him or choose your own way. A love that is going to help us get better. It's corrective. It's challenging. And I promise you, if you will invite him in, a, a love that will transform everything about you, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you see things, your relationships. An agape, unconditional love that can only be received through a relationship with Jesus. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes at every location, I want to give that opportunity right now to receive that love, to receive that relationship. We've talked around it, but let me be very clear. What I'm asking you to do is to start or restart a relationship with Jesus. What does that look like? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that he is Lord, he being Jesus, the perfect, the perfect son of God, second part of the Trinity, lived a perfect life for you, died a sinner's death as you, raised to new life to give you victory over sin and the grave. He can change your eternal destiny. He can change the way in which you walk through life. But it's important that we confess him as Lord. He is your savior and he will save you from your sins. The Holy Spirit is convicting you right now. 
you are a sinner saved only by grace and he's leading you to Jesus. The conviction will lead to repentance and there will be some changes. He is your savior, but to receive that, you must confess him as Lord. Why is that important? Because it means he's in control. Jesus is either Lord of all or not Lord at all. He is not sharing space. He's leading. And so if you want to today confess him as Lord of your life, or make a recommitment today. Said, I've, I've done some things, I've changed some things, I've settled for feelings, whatever it may be. But God brought you here today, Song Fest Week 4, and today's the day of recommitment where you're putting Jesus at the center of your life. You're receiving the love of God. Again, if that's you across all of our locations here at Winter Park, Oviedo, Sanford Action Online, say, Pastor Justin, I wanna, I wanna pray that prayer. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. I'm receiving God's power is real and authentic love today. Would you raise your hand right where you are so I know who I'm praying with today? Yep, hands up all over the place in the center. Yes, yep, yep, yep. One, two, three, four. There's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. probably 15 on the floor. Yep, 10, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And still go, yep, yep. Come on, Sanford. And Oviedo, action online today. You're, just, you're receiving something, a gift that was given for you, the gift of grace and mercy and salvation. You put your hands down. Now let's play our part. He made his choice. Let's, let's declare some things. Pray this in your heart as I pray out loud. Say this. Say, God, I love you. God, I thank you. I thank you for saving me. God, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And I'm saved only by your grace. And I am today confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you, Jesus, are Lord. Have your way in my life. Completely surrender to you. And God, I pray for all of us across all of our locations today. God, I pray we will receive your love. God, fill us up overflowing. Remind us that we can never run out of, of your love. But God, don't let it stop with us. Don't let it stop with us just receiving the gifts and receiving your presence and receiving your love. Allow us to walk walk it out, to love people well, to give away what we've so freely received. God, I pray. I pray this week that we'd walk out real love in our relationships and our community with sacrifice and generosity. I pray this week that we would make a choice to love people that don't even deserve it. God, I pray that we would have tough conversations and receive tough conversations because we would rather grow in the authenticity and closeness of of great relationships than fall elsewhere. God, I pray that we'd receive a love that transforms us and that we would share all that you've done for us so that we would see others transformed as well. We love you. We thank you for meeting us here this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at Action Church said amen and amen. Can we celebrate all the decisions that were just made? Come on. So proud of you.